everyone. Welcome to another episode of Apologetically Me. I'm Maggie. I'm Wanda. And we're here to talk about our childhood nostalgia. What sparks joy in us? What does not anymore? <laughs> but before we get started, Wanda, tell the people what you got going on. So last week I came in with a very depressing update. And this week I feel much better. I feel more like myself again. I'm not saying that last week I didn't feel like myself. Also, we filmed that episode like three days ago. So <laughs> in these three days, I have really started feeling more like myself. I feel like I have direction again um, and a new sense of purpose with my PhD, which I will continue because as I said last time, this is just the way that the river is flowing. And I think I'm just going to go along with it um, and make the most out of everything. Aww. That's my update. That's beautiful. I mean, Thanks. I think you're taking this very well. Like, it's like a champ. Like, you know it's out of your control, and you're just letting it, letting it go. Yeah, if I was, like, a believer in God, I'd be like, I mean, I wouldn't, <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> Fist God. <laughs> no, well, not, <laughs> not in those exact words, but uh, shake my, man shakes fist angrily. Mm-hmm, mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um. I have a question though for you because this is a question that Jordan had asked me. It was a mm -hmm. question from Reddit and it was like, how much knowledge do you think a man should have about feminine hygiene products? I think he should have about the same as a woman. Like, I don't see why they shouldn't know what we know. Yeah. And that's what I said too. But then there was like another reply that was like, Oh, but I have straight hair. And if someone were to ask me, like, what do you do with curly hair? I would have no idea because that's something that I do not have. How do you feel about that response? I don't think that's a fair comparison because hairs are different. Mm, I guess you're right. Mm, no. Hmm. I stand by what I said because. Okay. I think if you were to, okay, no, wait, let me think carefully. My initial response was, if you were living with a girl, then I think you should know because, I don't know, you care about the girl you're living with or something. So it's same, same, but different. Not a fair comparison. But you also can't vocalize why it's not a fair comparison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I... I've been thinking about it all afternoon um, because I do think it's different as well. And I think it's like, with my answer for this, I think that a man can know as much as possible. Like, there is no way where I'm like, whoa, like, you know way too much about feminine hygiene products. And that is a red flag. <laughs> I like, I, I would never think that because it's not something that's very, like, sexual. Like, you can't really sexualize it. I mean, you can, mm -hmm. obviously. You, you can sexualize everything. But it's one of those things where it's, like, not inherently sexual. So a man knowing a lot about it more so shows that he cares mm -hmm. um, more than anything. And then the other thing was, like, if you are a man who has a partner who does bleed out of their vagina, um, you should know what products they use. Because at any time, if they're like, hey, can you pick me up something? You should be able to do that. I agree. And I think if like your partner has curly hair and they need something specific too, then you should show your care and do that too. Yeah. And I 
that I think that's it. It's like, why do you have to draw the line at doing one thing but not the other? Why yeah. not just do, why not just do it all? Yeah, I totally agree. Anyways, what's your <laughs> update this week? Um, I got nothing much going on. Uh, I feel like it's been super busy at work. I've been kind of like I'm going to bed like very stressed. I'm like, oh my god, there's so much to do. And in the morning, I wake up late for work. Um, so I just need more sleep. It's getting to that time of year where all I want to do is hide in bed away from everyone. Um, but it's good. It's also inspired me to buy some Christmas decorations for our apartment. Um, I haven't done anything yet, but I need to look for a cute Christmas tree and I don't know where to put it. Small Christmas tree, because I think that's condo friendly. In my den? Yeah. No, I want it in like, when I open this, I want it to be a winter wonderland. <laughs> When I open what the are... door to our condo, not my room. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's just all about perspective, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, your hallway's very narrow, so it's not like you could open your door anyways and mm. see a winter wonderland. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I don't know if you've moved it, but, like, you know how where Nick's fish tank was, like, beside the TV? That would be a good spot for a tree, maybe. Because mm. that's, like, you can see it right mm-hmm. when you walk in through the door. Well, the fish tank is back now next to, like, our hutch. So, uh, he wants another fish tank. And I vetoed it because we don't have space. You are going to be drowning in fish tanks. You're just going to live in a fish tank. Yeah, pretty much. I was like, hey, do you think we should move to a bigger place one day? Like, next year or something? And he was like, hmm, I don't know. Do we really need the space? And I was like, you keep talking about fish tanks. You can have it a whole room for your fish tanks and i can get a whole room just for me you already have a full room that's just for you yeah but i could go bigger (laughs) um would you still split it my room no i'm (laughs) like the the rent and every yeah would you still do like 50 50 Mm, maybe we'll see how my financials are i mean you already pay quite a bit for your condo yeah, but, I mean, you could move to other city for three thousand dollars for a two bedroom, two bathroom. The dream, live in the dream. <laughs> I think where we live is like pretty great actually, because all the stuff that you bring up, I'm like, oh my god, that's right near me. You should come to like my area of Toronto, and you're like, no, it is very far. It is very far, yes, and you don't have a car. Yeah, like if Ooh, we had a driving. car, it'd be better. Driving is still quite... It's like 30 minutes somehow. Traffic. Not even with traffic. Okay. Well, I Toronto's got nothing just then. big. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it doesn't help that you live kind of like northwest and I live southeast. Or you live northeast. I live southwest. Sorry. Never enter stinky washrooms. <laughs> A good way to remember it. Yeah. Anyway... That's my update. What is your beef or crush of the week? So because I don't really have a beef or crush this week, uh, my my beef is with Jordan. So we're doing a Secret Santa thing with his family, and he found out his mom has him. Um, 
it was pretty obvious. She kept on asking what a bench scraper was, which was one of the things that he had on his list. And I was like, <laughs> why would you keep asking if you're not his secret Santa? But anyways, so they went to do some errands together when he was home one weekend. And he was like, yeah, I like, like I pointed to like the bench scraper I wanted and she bought it. I was like, oh, is that the only thing she's getting you? Um, because like, who knows, right? Mm-hmm. And then he's like, no, like she wants to get close to the $50 limit. And I was like, okay, so like, what else is she getting you? And he's like, oh, well, like I pointed something else out that I wanted. And I was like, cool, like, what is it? And he's like, it's a surprise. And I'm like, what? Like, it's it's no longer a surprise to you because you know what you're getting. So why can't you tell me? And he's like, no, it's a surprise. And I'm like, why? Like, why does it have to be a surprise for me? Because he's like, oh, like Christmas morning, you want some like surprise and stuff when everyone's opening up their presents. And I'm like, no. You should be the one that's surprised, <laughs> not me. Why can't I know? And like, I've been trying to get him to tell me for like two weeks now, and he won't tell me. Weird bridge to die on. I don't think that's the right thing, but weird. Yeah, why is he being so secretive? Do you think he'll tell me and Nick? You can go ask him. I'm going to get Nick to ask him. Okay. Maybe like he got his mom to buy you something no i'm pretty sure it's not like that's what i said i was like is it something that's like that is for like the both of us and he's like no so i'm like i'm like sketched out because like i don't i don't i don't know what it is (laughs) but yeah i think he's doing it out of um the love uh, no (laughs) out of the love and goodness in his heart something for you planned even though you guys had no presents this year i am positive that he's doing this out of pure pettiness like there's just some things that like he does for pettiness and i think this is one of those things i don't think it's anything to do with me or any kind of surprise for me i think it's like he just doesn't want to tell me and for no other reason this is how you keep your relationship alive folks Pettiness and spite. <laughs> yeah, real spicy. <laughs> um, but like if it is, if it is something that is actually for me and it was like very nice of him, I will retract my words after Christmas. Anyways, uh, what's your beef or crush of the week? Oh man, I guess my beef is myself. I've been doing my budget tracker thing. I do that now as a pulse check. And I'm already crazy high for some reason. And I realize my problem is, is that I buy things for other people, but I don't mark it as food for other people. I mark it as food for me. So then I get overwhelmed when I see all those numbers and I'm like, wait, those are actually like gifts too. Like I spent maybe like less than that on myself. Why don't you split it out into like gifts versus food? Because I'm stupid. That's part of the beef. Okay. I see. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, okay. Love it. Love this yeah. for me. Anyway, I have committed myself to only going out one, two, three, three more times with friends. And that's it for the month. No more. You passed probation and that wasn't your update. Oh, yeah. Oh, time flies. Yeah, I could have sworn I was going to make a mental note to do that. I passed probation, guys. <laughs> Nick was, like, listening outside my door. And he heard me, like, go through, like, my one-on-one agenda with my manager. And then at the end, I was like, hey, so one last question. Um, My three weeks is, my three months is, like, coming up. Uh, did I uh, pass probation? 
And she was like, yes, you are on wonderful track, Maggie. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Anticlimactic. I mean, I knew this. I knew you were going to pass probation. You had nothing to worry about. I didn't know because I live in constant fear every day. That's what keeps me working. <laughs> and also not sleeping, apparently. Oh, yeah. I don't even know what that's about. I've been sleeping for a while, though, and I'm still tired. Mm. It is what it is. Oh, well, congratulations on passing Thank probation. You. We all Thank knew you, you could do it. Thank you. Am I just finding new reasons to go out to expensive places and make my boyfriend pay? Who knows? That That's my beef crush and update all in one. Thanks for remembering. <laughs> no problem. I mean, you literally told me last night, but no problem. I forgot. <laughs> nice. Okay, moving on to our topic. Childhood nostalgia. What do we vibe with as a kid? What do we not vibe with anymore? What do we still vibe with? Wanda, what, what really sparked joy for you in your childhood? It's so funny that you made fun of me a while back for saying vibe, and now you've just used it three times. Well, I didn't mean it in like, those are good vibes. I just mean childhood. What vibe Good with vibes. Us? What vibes <laughs> Good vibes from childhood. Um, I think, uh, I hate, like, I hate saying this because, like, it's something that I don't really vibe with anymore, but it's the first thing that came into my head. Um, I really liked Nickelodeon. Like, what's his name? Dan Schneider. You liked yeah. him? No, I didn't like him, but I liked <laughs> the shows that he produced. Like, oh, yeah. I liked the era of, like, Drake and Josh. I liked the era of, like, iCarly. iCarly was something that I watched with my dad, um, mm -hmm. and he really enjoyed it, too. And it sucks because it's like, I can't watch those back without thinking about, like, him and everything that happened to Jeanette McCurdy. And that's why I don't vibe with it anymore, but it is, like, a really impactful part of my childhood. Also, I just think it's really cute that your dad um, watched iCarly with you. <laughs> that's what yeah. I was going to say. Yeah, he, like, enjoyed, like, I really enjoyed watching Arthur as a kid, too, and he really enjoyed watching Arthur with that's me, so too. That's cute. Um, that's funny. I was actually thinking about Zoe 101 the other day because uh, the actress um, for Nicole came out on a podcast and said that the reason Dana didn't come back was because she was bullying Nicole on set. So she was fired oh. for being a bully. Well, I mean, that's good, I guess. Yeah, it's good. But I was always like, what happened to Dana? Did write her off? Or was it just like she there. just stopped showing up? Uh, I think in the second season, they said something about how her mom wanted her to go to a different school. Something oh. like that. I can't remember. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Victoria's though? Great show. To this day, I will stand by it. I love that show. So great. The cast themselves do not remember anything about that show, but it was great. They said they were just drunk every night. Victorious? Yeah, they were all in like their 20s, and it was like their first gig, and they were working with other people who were the same age, so they were like, yeah, we were drunk. That's why Jeanette McCurdy was saying in her book, I think, because she was like, Dan Schneider made her drink alcohol, because he was like, the cast over at Victorious drinks every night. Why don't you guys drink? Mm. I'm surprised it wasn't just one big orgy with them. Mm-hmm. I feel like it might have been. Yeah, I've been reading a lot on Reddit about like just celebrities like going to like swingers parties and orgies and stuff. And I've just been like, hmm, interesting. To no one's surprise. Yeah. 
um truly no one's surprise mm -hmm. was that your thing victoria or zoe 101 and victorious as a kid yeah yeah i didn't really like our carly that much mm. that's fair i think i had a major crush on spencer um very <laughs> <trainer>. <laughs> he's so funny i get it yeah now that i'm older i get the appeal what do you mean now that you're older, you get it? I didn't get it when I was a kid because I was like, he's literally a crackhead. Why is anyone into him? <laughs> he's like so irresponsible and so insane. But he's like not irresponsible to the point where it's like bad. Like yeah. he is irresponsible in that he's like a free spirit, but he's not irresponsible in the sense of like, he, like he takes care of Carly. Mm -hmm. Like he literally dropped what he was going to do to take care of Carly. Like mm -hmm. if he can take care of a teenage child, I think that me like that he has a lot of responsibility. And he let her share her feet on the internet. Well, I feel like that was more of a Dan Schneider thing, and mm, I don't think yeah. he had anything to do with that. You're right. You're right. I guess my child had a lot of crushes on like these like chaotic, uh, but responsible like archetypes of male characters and that's where mm. jordan comes in <laughs> yeah truly i mean he's not that chaotic but like if you were doing like myers briggs he is a campaigner who is apparently a free-spirited one hmm. yeah i should retake that i feel like my personality you, has changed i you say that all the time and then you, it does not change that much i feel like it changed i need to retake it <laughs> um Anyway, my childhood nostalgia. I was telling Wanda about this the other day, actually. And it's the first thing that came up. It was a sugar pizza that my mom used to make for us. Because my younger brother refused to eat things. And my mom was like, he's so skinny. I need him to eat more. So she would make the sugar pizza where it was like a pizza. And then she would put a layer of sugar on the bottom. And then she would put cheese on it. And then when you eat it fresh out of the oven, it was like a melty, like it melted together and the oils the cheese oils would combine with the sugar and it was just chef's kiss. Um, I think it sparks up fun memories because I'm like, wow, this is such a fun treat. My mom's letting us eat like candy and stuff. Not candy, but like sweets. Um, and I had it a few years ago and it was pretty bussin'. Um, gross that you said bussin'. Um, <laughs> very youngest child energy from nick not eating anything and being very picky mm -hmm. um as a small child and i need you to never share this information with jordan like I, never bring it up i was like hey i think jordan would like this <laughs> yeah i need you to never bring this up because not only is this sugar it's also cheese uh and mm -hmm. he is lactose mm -hmm. intolerant and very addicted to sugar i will bring this one day yeah oh. but like not anytime soon <laughs> See, that's what I mean. He's a little bit chaotic. Just a little bit candy obsessed. He sometimes does do things where I've seen toddler do the exact same things. Um, so that's where the chaos comes from. It's because he's tired of being so responsible. <laughs> he needs to let loose a little bit. <sighs> I, uh, <laughs> I was telling you this other day about how he's always like, language switching and like in one second he's like being all like chaotic and then the next second he's like mr manager and i'm like why don't i get mr manager you know like why do <laughs> i get the all the chaos energy it's because he feels safest with you yeah let's hope it's that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what's your something nostalgic 
Um, so this is kind of weird, but um, there's like two things. So Tim Hortons used to do this white chocolate um, and then they had like this raspberry syrup that you can put in. It was the sweetest thing that you'll ever have, but it's really good when you're a kid. Um, so what you get is like a white hot chocolate and then you get like one or two pumps of raspberry into it. And it was like really, really good. And like, I don't normally like chocolate and fruit together, but I really loved it as a kid. But then they got rid of the raspberry syrup and I was sad. Um, but the other thing from Tim Hortons is the French vanilla, which for the longest time, my mother did not realize had caffeine in it. So she would drink it late at night when she was like out chatting with like some friends at Tim Hortons or something. And then she'd be like, hmm, why can't I sleep tonight? And that <laughs> happened almost every single time. And oh she God. never, yeah. She never caught on. <laughs> it was many, many years later before I was like, hey, mom, you know that French vanillas have caffeine in it, right? And she was like, hmm. no, because she doesn't drink coffee. Like she mm. doesn't intake any caffeine. And for like she got it because she thought French vanillas were caffeine free. Um, and we bought the powder from Tim Hortons and she would have it. Um, oh, my. Yeah. So that powder itself has caffeine. I mean, powdered coffee is a thing, like mm, yeah. instant coffee. I always so. thought it was just so sweet. I was like, there's no way there's caffeine. I think that's what mm -hmm. she thought, too. And she was very wrong, as mm. were you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> hmm. A lot of uh, the oldies from Tim Hortons isn't around anymore. Yeah, which I'm very sad about because, mm -hmm. like... I was like a lot of people say when Tim Hortons first opened, I was like the golden age of Tim Hortons, like because everything was like baked fresh in store. Um, but I think anything pre being bought by Burger King was Tim Hortons golden era, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I really miss their chocolate chip muffins because they used to have like little things of sugar on top. They still have those. Yeah, they don't have the sugar anymore. They don't taste the same. I swear I got one and it still had it. Maybe it was just so sweet that I was like, ah, oh, it has to be sugar on top. Mm -hmm. And no more fruit explosion muffins. I haven't seen them around. Mm. I really like those. They're really sweet. But, you know, sometimes, sometimes mama needs a little sugar rush. At what point is a muffin just a cupcake? <laughs> mm. Yeah, I can go for a cupcake. Can you tell I'm hungry? Mm-hmm. 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 Um... I can't think of anything nostalgic that sparks joy at the moment, but I can think of something that I loved as a kid that I don't love anymore. Uh, airplanes. As a kid, I thought airplanes were so exciting, so fun, because I was like, there's so many more fun movies to watch, and I guess I had so much legroom. Now the older I get, the crankier I get. I am very sensitive to planes. I cannot sleep. Um, before I would be able to sleep somehow. Not very well, but still I'd slept. But yeah, now I just hate airplanes i hate airports just because like the fear of getting delayed or the fear of them taking off without me now scares me i think that's called anxiety <laughs> mm. well you develop that when you get older <laughs> yeah i mean i do like airports still i don't know if i like them as much anymore because now with like covid stuff like lines are just so outrageously long i just yeah and every airport like no one is universally the same anymore. Like before, you just have your bags and your, your liquids in a clear bag. You're good to go. And then we went to an airport and they were like, keep all that stuff inside. We don't need to see it. 
So now I'm like, hmm, not a big deal, but I think it's a good guideline to follow. But yeah, every airport does its own thing. I hate the ones that make you take off your shoes. Only in the United States. I hate that. But mm-hmm. I understand where they're coming from, I guess. Their paranoia. Yeah. That's what, like, that's what I hate traveling back from the States. Because it's like, it's, you're trying to to get everything back into like all your bags and everything and at the same time you're barefoot and also try to put on your shoes and take off your shoes it's just Mm -hmm. the whole like very chaotic process and i don't love that Mm -hmm. like i don't like how it adds to the chaos yeah i agree yeah i actually just really want to go back to new jersey um because newark has like you know that fish sandwich that jordan sent you a picture of like me biting into yes yeah, that fish sandwich was really good and pretty cheap for what it was. So I'm like, I like if I ever fly back to New York, I'm going to fly into like out of Newark back home because I need to get that fish sandwich again. Well, this makes sense because you like the filet of fishes. So I don't trust yeah. anything you say about fish sandwiches. Oh, so speaking of like the filet of fish, uh, my my death row meal would be not the filet fish okay. would be back in the day um when i when we would have been like around 10 11 years old there was a thing limited time edition they were called the bistro sandwiches from mcdonald's and one of the sandwiches was a southwest chicken and it was the best thing i've ever had in my life and i think about this like sandwich all the time um so back in the day, before Popeyes had their new like chicken sandwich with like the brioche bun and everything, they had something similar to McDonald's Southwest Chicken, where it was like ciabatta bun, lettuce, tomato, like a spicy chipotle sauce, and a crispy chicken sandwich. Very similar, not quite as good, but like it kind of like helped bring back that memory a little bit. I had that sandwich every single time I was sick. It was the number one thing I got at McDonald's. It's the number one thing that I would like love to recreate someday in my life to have it one more time or for them <laughs> to bring it back. That is like the number one thing I will ever campaign for. So it's not the Mc... Is it the McBeastro chicken sandwich? Is that what you're saying? It's the Southwest chicken sandwich from McDonald's. It was supposed to be like... Yeah, so introduced in the spring of 2003, it was supposed to be like a, like they were moving into more like um, premium products, what they call it. Like it wasn't like that premium. They had, I think they just threw like better lettuce and tomato onto things. And it was in this like elongated like cardboard box and everything. And it was like so good. Mm. Like that sandwich keeps me up at night sometimes. <laughs> Hmm. I think I see it, but I'm also not positive. But I guess it's for the best. I see yeah. it like a wiki picture of it, and it looks very dry. It wasn't like it wasn't dry. Like I think the chicken was like a very like in comparison to their other chickens. Very, very good chicken. Hmm. Um but not as good as like Asian McDonald's chicken. I, like I was thinking about this today actually with like the McCrispy because the spi- it's like a spicy McCrispy and in China there's this like junior chicken but the patty is spicy and it's like Ooh. spicier than our junior chicken is and it's like so good um, and they also have like spicy chicken wings that are so like crispy and juicy and everything and they're yeah. 
basically the only reason I go back to China. <laughs> That's so funny for the McDonald's in China. Fast food in Asia is like much better than fast food here. Hmm. Yeah. I will die on that hill. Dang. I was in China and I didn't go to any fast food places. That is like my number one. Like we were talking about going to Japan, right? So I was like, oh my God, I can't wait to go to McDonald's. A lot of my nostalgia revolves around food. Mm-hmm. I like it. It makes me hungry. Mm, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So my nostalgia is actually they have them here now too. They're pork floss buns. Um, it's like the first thing I get when I land in Vietnam because I love them so much. But my mom does not let me eat them that much because she's like, they use lard or they use like really bad fats and you shouldn't eat them. And I was like, I don't care. I'm going to eat them anyway. Um, and it's like, if you look up pork floss bun, it's basically like a really good brioche bun. And then it's like pork floss. Uh, it's like, think of like pulled pork, but dried, but it's like salty. And like, usually you eat this on like, um, just rice. Uh, and it's like a lot of butter or fat, I guess they use in Vietnam, but it is so good. It's like a huge sandwich in Vietnam and I love it so much. I tried to get one here at the Asian supermarkets, but they don't hit the same as that bad fat and butter they use in Vietnam. Why don't you just make your own? Because I would not be able to survive after seeing all of the fat they use in it. <laughs> also, I don't know where to buy pork floss. <laughs> oh, like, I think you can buy pork floss at, like, most Asian grocery mm. stores. We sell them in, like, buckets. Yeah, my mom used to make her own pork floss. I don't know how. Yeah, so did my dad. Hmm. You could also just get her to make you some, and then you mm, experiment. Make pork floss bun? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, those are really good pork floss buns. Yeah. It sucks that they're so, like, limited to where you can get them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, TNT used to... No, not TNT. Oceans? Used to have, like, $2 ones that were, like, seafood, seaweed wrapped around it. And I was like, it was so close to being so good. But not enough butter. But maybe that's, like, for the best. I don't know. It's like a struggle between being healthy and wanting the finer things in life. Yeah, I think that's everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I like how you were like, oh, I need to think of something that's not food. I know, but then I was like, oh, yeah, when I land in Vietnam, this is what I have to eat. <laughs> There's nothing that I do specifically in Vietnam that I'm like, no, so nostalgic about. Family. Mm. Locations. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's very much like me. Because, like, the city that I'm from in China is a very coastal city. And it's, like, surrounded all by water and everything. So there's really good seafood and everything there. But, like, for my entire life, I've never truly enjoyed seafood that much. So it, all of it is, like, wasted on me. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. I am picky about the seafood I like. Yeah. I, like, before I used to say, like, I don't like seafood, but I think now it's more so, like, I like specific kinds of seafood prepared mm -hmm. in specific kind of ways. Mm -hmm. Me too. I think it's, like, I'm happy that Jordan also doesn't like seafood because I feel like if, like, one of us really likes seafood and the other one didn't, like, one of us will always slightly be unhappy. Yeah. That's how I feel. Because I love mangoes and durian and Nick does not share my passions. 
Nick is allergic to mango. If he really wanted to, he could eat it. He would just be itchy. Yeah, like you <laughs> with your apples. Yeah. Mm. I was really craving an apple yesterday and I wanted, like we went to the grocery store and I wanted to pick one up. But we got pears instead. I'm sorry for your loss. Thank you. Yeah. The sacrifices you make to be with someone. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can get a you can get him to get allergy shots. That's what Jordan keeps on telling me to do. With cats and dogs. Nick is very sensitive to needles. Oh, okay. He will. Well, pass I tried. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um. Hmm. What else is like? Oh, okay. So I don't know how to describe this properly, but um. And I don't know if you did this, but like I went to like day camp in the summer um, and at day camp, like they would have like these like plastic like wire things that you could like hold together into like a Chinese staircase thing that you can like wear as a bracelet around your wrist. Whoa. And you could make like these. I don't know what to call them. They're literally just like rubber, like not pipe cleaner like, but like string, like rubber string. And then you could like fold them together and make like keychains and like other bracelet type things. So like like <laughs> something like Nick would like I like enjoyed quite a bit, but like I didn't it wasn't very successful with it. But like I think that's where that sparked from. Like liking to do things with my hand, making something tangible was like something I really enjoyed in like summer camp. And then so mm. like that kind of carried over, I guess. Or it was just I've always liked this and it just continued. Hmm. Um, I think you always liked it and it continued. You should try to take up knitting again, by the way, because I'm trying that now and I'm very stuck and I need help. What? A, how would I help? We can be on the podcast and knit together. Okay. Um, and then what? You show me something and then I tell you how to fix it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Uh-uh. This is, no, this is a fever dream that you're having. This is never going to happen. <laughs> I think it could be a fun hobby for us. Yes, but also, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> for now. I think if you pick up something like a little bit easier than knitting, because I have tried knitting on three separate occasions and I have given up every single time because yeah. I'm not happy. Yeah, me too. I've had to redo my stuff five mm -hmm. times now this week because it just looks so ugly. Yeah, and I just like, I can't take that much failure i guess in my <laughs> hobbies <laughs> yeah like not failure but like non-success like i can't i need a win you know mm -hmm. like if i'm gonna mm -hmm. do the hobby i need it to be like a win sometimes like i need to see my hard work actually pay off for me to feel like satisfied like i need progression mm -hmm. yeah. i don't have it. do you remember tamagotchis Oh my god, I can't believe I forgot. <sighs> I can't believe I forgot Tamagotchis. I was just thinking about stuff with hands and what I did a lot as a kid. And I was like, my hands were always on my Tamagotchi. <laughs> um, for those who don't know, it was a virtual pet. Um, you had to buy this like $20, $30 little egg thing um, that had a lot of battery in it. Um, but yeah, you had a little virtual pet. You had to feed it, um, change its diapers play with it, punish it, give it treats, all the fun stuff. And then eventually you marry your child off. 
and then they have a child and then you raise the child again mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um you have to make sure you take care of it or it will die on you it was needy mm -hmm. it, it's almost like like now with like mobile games they really get you to come back to the like they keep getting you to come back to the game right but like i feel like tamagotchi like really figured that out like early before mobile games like figured mm -hmm. it out yeah and i really like that they had all these like hack or like um cheat codes online like if you found them out you can just like use them to like get the matchmaker to come get like really cool things for your pet like you wanted the best for your tamagotchi um it was like raising your own child mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it was so cute i should get one again but i also don't have the time for it i think there might be an app for it now yeah i i fully believe that but it's not authentic the experience doesn't feel yeah. authentic so um over covid i think i uh gave birth to my tamagotchi again I just put in some new batteries and i was like huh oh. like that i don't I brought it to life again. I don't know. <laughs> I gave birth to a new one. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it was cool. Uh, I got bored of it after a day, and it died. That sucks. I feel like that's what would happen to me. So I don't like. There's no way I'm gonna find my old one. I think my mom probably threw it out. So I'm. I don't want to invest the twenty five dollars to buy a new one. They probably sell for like so much more money now. Yeah, but like money also means Yeah. Okay. That's fair. I'm I'm with that. Um speaking of like portable game things. Um so when I was younger, my parents would go to like Bible study a lot and at this Bible study, they had this like N64 like console and in it was like a Pokemon game. And I can't remember what the name was, but it was like a food Pokemon game. So like you had to like try to eat the sushis without eating the wasabi. If you ate the wasabi, your like duck Pokemon thing would be like hot, 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 hot. And Cute. then like, <laughs> yeah. And then there was like racing um, in the like in the game and everything. Um, this is called. Oh, we did have like a I, I think I know what you're talking about. It was like mini games for Pokemon. Yes. Yeah, I remember it being so fun. You're right. Wow, I forgot okay. about that. I think it's called Pokemon Stadium. Um, huh. And yeah, so there's like a there's like a lot of different mini games on there where you could like compete with others. And like I was like really bad at it, but it was like probably the first game I ever played. I remember playing with my brothers and my cousins. Yeah, I beat every single time i can't remember specifically what games i really liked but i remember i remember i loved that game so much when did my love for it die when one you day stop playing yeah one day you just wake up and it's like it's your it's the last time you've ever played that game last time you ever loved again i wonder if they remade it or you can like play it somewhere else because i feel like i like want to play this again now i, I would purchase this mm -hmm. let me know if you find it i'll play with you <laughs> yeah Aww. Oh. Sushi this is how you this is how you bond that's yeah. so weird that you played this game mm -hmm. you know wanda and i have crossed paths many times growing up in our little suburban town but i don't know if i like i made it up or if like wanda just doesn't remember 
I have very little memory of my childhood. I have glimpses. Yeah, the older we get, the more it becomes hazy. Because I remember I mentioned someone named Nina or something, and you were like, shit, I know Nina. And I was like, I think I met her in swimming. And then you were like, but I did swimming too. And I was like, I remember Nina saying hi to someone named Wanda, because I was just talking to Nina, and I was like, hey, there's another Asian person. And then Nina was like, oh, it's my friend Wanda. And I was like, oh, hi. And then you had swimming lessons before us. And I remember I saw you around because you were always in, like, the level above us. That is so specific. Mm -hmm. I do not remember it, but I did do swimming lessons. Mm -hmm. Uh, I did know Nina. And the Asian population at that time in our little suburban town was not that big. Mm -hmm. That's why I noticed you. There was, like, a total of three Asians. Four, if you can't include my brother. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I don't have that memory. I don't know why I d- don't have it, but like... This is fair. To wish be, I did. To be fair, you were leaving the pool and on your way back inside to change. Yeah. I mean, like, it's like in Love is Blind where Alexa Alexa and Cameron were like, oh, we have crossed paths many a times before, but we never would have dated. Huh. Alexa and Cameron? Brennan? No, they were... Brennan. Hmm. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> It was so I was so happy because I got her name right because I kept on saying Alexis or Alexa, but then like because I remember that every time they said her name, my Alexa would go off out like by the TV. <laughs> so I was like, ah, that's her name. Hmm. Yeah, small yeah. town, small town. Um, I'm positive that we've probably crossed paths before. Mm-hmm. If you were mm-hmm. Chinese, our parents would probably been friends. Well, I am not Chinese, so yeah. Well, <laughs> that's why our parents weren't friends. <laughs> yeah um any last thing like that and it could be anything from your childhood things you vibe with still and things you don't vibe with or just like nice little tidbits from who you were as a child as a child i was awkward and weird and i felt like i never fit in to this day i sometimes get those glimpses (laughs) you know what's crazy like the amount of times that I've seen on like a short or like a TikTok or like a Reddit post of like someone who is like Asian who grew up in like North America who had the experience of getting made fun of for their lunches and everything and like being just like different and not white in a per- like dominantly white place. Like this is such a sh- core shared memory between like every single Asian that mm-hmm. was like in that situation that like boggles my mind. It's almost like why didn't we come together and ban so that we because didn't feel left out? Because we're so little. <laughs> There's like one of us in every small why town. Why didn't we just go back to where we came from? <laughs> JK, JK. Yeah, clearly that. <laughs> yeah. Like, so it makes me feel that like we do have a lot of like shared memories or shared mm-hmm. experiences. Just being, um person of color in a predominantly white place yeah i was mentioning that to nick today too i was like yeah it was definitely weird growing up like speaking a second language i think is what was weird because i feel like you went through this too but i was just like really embarrassed to speak vietnamese because i was like no i don't want other people to think i'm like too asian like they need to know i'm like one of them so i would just like kind of try to reject it and then yeah. it was like, oh, like growing up, now that you mention it, Andy, whenever we were over at his house, like he would speak to his mom, he would never 
like speak Vietnamese properly. He would just like mumble to his mom and I didn't know what language he was speaking. And I was like, oh, poor guy. That's sad. Yeah. I feel like I probably like part of me is like, did I just not know how to say things or did it was it like me actively trying to not say things in Mandarin? Oh, mine was a bit of both because I kept getting roasted anytime I spoke Vietnamese. Your mom? By everyone. (laughs) (laughs) The white kids in class roasted me. (laughs) For not speaking it well? Uh, No, it's just my family roasting me, making fun of my Vietnamese. And then I got so embarrassed, I just didn't want to say it around them. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to speak English. Here we go. So it's everyone's fault. Yeah. Part of me is like, did I not want to go to Chinese school because I was rejecting the Chinese language and my culture? Or did I not want to go because it was Saturday morning at 9 a.m.? Or did Ooh. I not want to go because I didn't want to be split up from my parents? Aww. Who knows? <laughs> All of them. Yeah, All it factors. truly is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if it's like, if I grew up now, or like when if we grew up now, do you think we'd be better at embracing like the language and culture of where we're from i want to say yes but i feel like some things growing up never change you got a child on this podcast (laughs) just a test run an interview it every couple of weeks like say what were you bullied this week (laughs) let us know (laughs) how do you feel like are you popular Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what are you nostalgic about in your childhood even though you were just born (laughs) Yeah. Um, have a kid, and then we can do a little interview yeah. every single week. That would give us more content. Yeah, mm-hmm. truly would. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's it like to be friends with someone who has a child? Mm-hmm. What's it like to have a child? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I saw this Twitter thread where it was like, children literally suck the life force out of you. Like your bones will like deteriorate. Your vitamins are like. Your nutrients are like absorbed by the baby. That's why I have to take prenatal vitamins. Oh, like not like after they're born, like when you're pregnant. Oh, when you're pregnant, yeah. That alien okay, sucking your life force. That parasite. Yeah, I mean it's like that movie, like I don't know, ET. No, where they I don't gave think birth it. to no, an alien no. baby. <laughs> What's that predator? Predator. Yeah. No. What's that thing when they can't like it came out of like the alien came out of someone? I think it was the movie either Alien or Predator. Okay, well, one of those movies. That's what I think of when I think of having a child. Yeah, I see that too. Okay. The, the Twilight thing of Bella's baby crawling its way out yeah, of her. Yeah. <laughs> that scene was so gross. <laughs> the entire first part of that movie was so gross. Yeah. Um, Twilight, also important part of my childhood. But I guess not really childhood, more of like my teen years. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, thanks for sharing all your childhood nostalgia with us thank you and everyone can go follow us and like us on social media tiktok twitter and instagram and go like us and listen to us wherever you get your podcasts and on youtube and join us again next thursday for another episode of apologetically me bye Bye.